friends. Welcome to Story Behind Podcast. This is the show for people who love hearing a good story and who believe the world could use more positivity. We're the team behind God Updates and God Too, and we hope these weekly short stories will brighten your day. Baby girl with often fatal disorder continues to fight and family wants her story to bring hope. Written by Heather Riggleman. Read by Alyssa Forsberg. Their daughter, Esther Cooper, was given a death sentence after being diagnosed with a fatal disorder, but her story continues to bring hope around the world. Brittany and Grant Cooper's baby girl, often with a fatal disorder, continues to fight and family wants her story to bring hope. We have big dreams for her, says Brittany Cooper of her 18-month-old daughter, Esther, who was born with thanatophoric dysplasia. Esther's incredible story of resilience began when her parents, Brittany and Grant, decided to have a baby. Everything was new and exciting as they journeyed through the first blissful months of pregnancy. They were excited to get a good look at their sweet baby girl during a routine ultrasound at 20 weeks. During the ultrasound, they learned their precious baby girl had a form of dwarfism. It was really hard, Brittany said. We cried a lot and it was tough because every parent has a vision and a dream for what their family will look like, and that just changed. It completely changed that day. Later, they learned just how special Esther Cooper would be. Her type of dwarfism is so rare it only happens in one of 50,000 births. And typically, babies born with this diagnosis face a death sentence almost instantly. When Dr. Tara Ramora described the grim realities of what Brittany and Grant would face at the birth of Esther, they were encouraged to begin planning for their unborn baby's funeral. Typically, these children are born with very shortened bones and a small chest. It affects the spine and the skull and makes it really hard to breathe and kind of squeezes those internal organs, Dr. Zamora said. In fact, the name of Esther's disorder translates from Greek as death-bearing because so many babies die after birth or are stillborn. We accepted the fact that we were going to be planning a funeral for our daughter in a few months. We were devastated, Brittany said. Because of the grim reality, the couple decided not to decorate the nursery because they didn't know how long their daughter would be with them on this side of heaven. But that's not where this story ends. It was only the beginning of God's incredible miracles with this precious family. Esther Cooper was born at 37 weeks. She needed medical intervention right away. One hour of her life turned into dozens as she continued to fight for her life in the NICU. After going through dozens of operations, medical procedures, and fighting several life-threatening illnesses, Esther went home at six months. Brittany and Grant celebrated with a costume-themed birthday party with family and friends. At six months old, we were told she probably wouldn't be home for her first birthday. So the fact that we got to celebrate her first birthday at home was a huge deal, Brittany said. Several more months passed, and today, Esther Cooper is 18 months old. She continues to inspire hope to those she meets, especially her parents. One of the most inspiring parts of caring for Esther has been the fact that this family really celebrates and just enjoys every moment with this child. She's just kind of this shining light, and it's just an amazing way to live, an amazing thing to pass on to your child. God not only gave Brittany and Grant a beautiful daughter, but he has been with them through every valley and every mountain, 
Even though Esther is just a toddler, she brings hope to thousands of people who learn about her condition. The happy parents of this sweet little blessing decided to share her story on Facebook in hopes of inspiring other parents who face death sentences like their daughter did. Her smile takes up her entire face, Brittany said. She's filled with joy, and she just brings joy to anyone around her. But she also has a sassy side-eye that she gives people when they're doing something she doesn't want them to do. May God continue to use this small but mighty beacon of hope. She was born for such a time as this to shed new light and research on the realities of dwarfism. Esther Cooper continues to defy the odds. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Psalm 139, 13-14 Naomi Judd's husband opens email to find a message from a stranger about his wife's death. Written by Mel Johnson. Read by Alyssa Forsberg. Naomi Judd's husband, Larry Strickland, opened up about the days leading up to his wife's death and just how fragile she was. But not long after the country music star committed suicide, her widower received an email from a stranger that brought some relief and comfort. Naomi Judd's death came just a day before her induction into the Country Music Hall of Fame. The 76-year-old, who'd been open about her struggles with anxiety and treatment-resistant depression, took her own life with the use of a firearm. We lost our beautiful mother to the disease of mental illness, Ashley Judd, Naomi's youngest daughter, announced on social media following her death. We are shattered. This type of mental illness is especially difficult because of how severely it distorts reality. It doesn't matter how loved the person is. Amidst the throes of depression, they struggle to feel the impact of their true worth and value in this world. Our mother couldn't hang on until she was inducted into the Hall of Fame by her peers, Ashley explained. The barrier between the regard in which they held her couldn't penetrate into her heart, and the lie that the disease told her was so convincing. Days before her death, Naomi traveled from Vienna, Austria to Tennessee for the upcoming Hall of Fame induction ceremony, and the trip itself worried Larry Strickland, Naomi Judd's husband, since 1989. I was really scared to death about her flying alone all the way from Vienna back to Nashville because I knew how fragile she was, he explained. But later, Larry discovered just how well the flight went. Following Naomi Judd's death, her husband received an email from a stranger. It turns out this stranger was sitting next to Naomi on her return flight home. The man didn't recognize Naomi Judd for the celebrity she was, but in true Naomi fashion, the two chatted as if they were old friends for 90 minutes, a time the stranger described as entertaining, fascinating, and enlightening. It's a small comfort, I'm sure, but my life seems a lot richer after meeting your wife, however briefly, the man wrote in an email to Naomi Judd's husband. Obviously, I didn't know Naomi at all, but I can tell you she spoke highly and warmly of you and the life you shared together. Rest assured she loved you and had no qualms about telling me, a stranger on a plane, that was so. Naomi Judd's husband shared this story during the CMT's Naomi Judd's A River of Time Memorial special. 
and according to Larry Strickland, this type of friendly encounter was in no way rare for his wife. Naomi never met a stranger, he said. Much to my displeasure, she would start a conversation with anyone who made eye contact with her, and we would end up standing 10, 20, 30 minutes on a sidewalk while she talked to a complete stranger about their passions and their dog. The kindness and compassion Naomi Judd showed the man on the plane was just part of who she was, and Larry became emotional several times in recounting the email he'd received about his wife's last flight. Even though the person who sent the message was a complete stranger, Naomi Judd's husband said the email brought him great, great pleasure and comfort. What a wonderful blessing during such a dark time for the family. Thank God the stranger followed the prompting from the Holy Spirit to send a message to Naomi Judd's widower. It would have been easy to assume his story wouldn't matter, or wouldn't make it to Larry, but his words were just what the family needed in their time of grief. If you or someone you love is battling depression and suicidal thoughts, please don't hesitate to call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Hear my cry, God. Listen to my prayer. From the end of the earth I will call to you, when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Psalm 61, 1-2 Thank you so much for listening to Story Behind Podcast. We're really glad you joined us for this week's story. To see photos and videos that may have been referenced in this episode, check out the links in the show notes. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe to our podcast and please tell a friend about us. We'd also love it if you'd rate us and leave us a review. It really does help more people find us. Story Behind is a Salem Web Network production. Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take or art to make or perhaps businesses to build, It's time we start testifying truth unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. If you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, search and follow the Messenger Movement Podcast on your favorite podcast platform today or lifeaudio.com.